Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Dual Position Podcast is proudly sponsored by Game Day Squad, the newest platform to play fantasy sports with a twist allowing you to open packs to create your dream team. Not only can you build your team for free, you can also trade and sell your cards on the marketplace for real Australian dollars. To create your game day squad, visit the link in the description and set up your team absolutely free to get involved with some great weekly prizes, winning cash comps, but also winning some free packs for you as well. Thanks to Game Day Squad for once again sponsoring this episode of the Dual Position Podcast. Don't Don't rage trade just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adriana Soros. Well, after a few technical difficulties last week, we have opted to ditch the live stream, go back to our roots and just do the pre-record, see how that works. We're still trying to have it up by 7.30 Tuesday night. Uh, audio listeners, no issues for you guys last week, uh, but there were a few issues for my Supercoach team uh, and yours, Ado, as well. Uh, yep. I tried to be a genius and bench Cody and AJ in the wet. Uh, that went well, considering I was going to replace them with Reed Marnie and Billy Smith, who was uh, laid out, who became Jack Granville. So we lost about 80 points on the field there. Not ideal, but overall, mate, how was your week? Yeah, I mean, I was actually, I was, you know, as it happens sometimes in Supercoach, I was sitting there early sort of couple of days into the round going, I'm, I could be on for a nice one here, looking at projections and looking at sort of where I came from and obviously had Nico as a straight C. Um, then Drinkwater came on and that sort of leveled it back and I just watched myself get rolled um, by someone in a head-to-head who had Ponga. So I think some of those big um, scorers in this round actually brought um yeah, brought the field back much closer together. And I kind of, I was like, well, I'm, I'm either just par or I feel like I'm under because I only won three out of 10 uh, head to head. So yeah, um, it was around where it sucked to not own some of these guys who, you know, you've they've tempted you the year and I just haven't had a chance or haven't got them. Um, so yeah, it stung a little bit and I was hoping, I felt like it was green arrows for a while, but then it ended up being a couple of reds. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get onto our scores, but you, Nearly got 1,400. I was very close as well. And we both sort of went down. So it showed you just how big the week was. I think the top score was like 1,850 or something. Absolutely mental stuff. Uh, But there was a few fallouts from around the league. So let's touch into those. With Origin teams being named, uh, there was a few omissions. Payne Haas being one of them. Uh, It's being reported that he has a small hamstring complaint slash ankle complaint. Brad Fittler was saying that he picked it up in game one. Um, other people are saying that he picked it up in uh, the win on the, oh, sorry, the loss on the weekend. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, th- I don't think it's anything major. I think Haas will play in round 20. 
uh, and he'll be a great addition to having your sides for the run home. Um, friend of the show, Scott Drinkwater, has a quad issue. Uh, looks like that's fine. Um, has been named to be 18th man for New South Wales, but was pulled off just uh, as a precautionary. I think he should be fine. Uh, Braden hamlin Uelli, ribs. Uh, it's either a fracture or... Sorry, it's, it's either rib cartilage or broken ribs. Nothing confirmed yet, but he'll be out for a few weeks regardless. Uh, Campbell Graham is still battling with his sternum issue, uh, but should be back in round 20, as will Latrell Mitchell. Jamie Marshall-King, Ado, uh, it was originally reported that he was out for the season. Wayne Bennett was yeah, very, very... Bennett was doing the old sad, sad sack yeah, about it. Yeah, he, he, got, me, he, got, me throbbing, he got me throbbing for Cody Nicarima, which we'll touch on today. But um, look, he's got the AC issue. No idea in severity, but it looks like he is in major, major doubt for this week, despite being named. So definitely play it by ear. Um, so yeah, they were the sort of major things around the league. In terms of some teamless Tuesday news, not to mention Brad Fittler fucking up our Super Coach oh, team. Oh yes, he very much Honestly, hates that's Supercoach. What's the go with that team? And also, um, it isn't that Super Coach, eh? Like every time you think you planned well, and because who's who's exp- imagine if you thought you were going to pod, you grabbed Brad, but best, and he had a huge <laughs> game last week. You leave, <laughs> you know, like you. So yeah, I mean, there's things uh, that just came and absolutely. Of course, there can never be an easy round of super coach, can there? Because I thought I'd had to be self set up, and uh, some people have. You know, I've got Gutho, I've got Cody. Um, yeah, so you know, it's it's a bit of a carnage and surprise and super yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah. Freddie, Freddie, one hundred percent hates super coach. I mean, what a loser. Off the top of our heads, Gutho. Um, then you've got Drinkwater. You've got oh, Drinkwater's on the bias. So it doesn't really matter. But so Gutho, Cody Walker, Keon Colomatungi. They're the probably three mainstays. Um, we've sort of known about Corey Horsburgh for a couple of days. I mean, when Flegler had the injury issue, everyone sort of pointed towards Horsburgh, so he wasn't too much of a shock. Um, but definitely, I think we said, I think I said this on the podcast a couple of days, or a couple of weeks ago, that I was very, very skeptical of buying Keon Kolomatangi just because of the origin issues. And since that post, since we spoke about that, he went 52-57, and now he'll go 0-0. So he's going to score you 100 and nine points in four weeks, which, you know, not great for people that did pick him up that popular week uh, two weeks ago. As, mm. as for Gutho, yeah, I mean, he has been probably one of the best super coach options in the past month or so, as, you know, with Scott Drinkwater. Um, so to see him out in a crucial buy round is is terrible. I mean, Mitch Moses, obviously not and even being, para, not yeah, being like, picked. And even Parra, yeah, like, you know, your commodities from Parra goes way down when you lose a Gutho and a Moses, you know, so... Yeah, um, it's it was revealed a couple of days ago that uh, the suspension for Dylan Brown is going to be seven games. Now, he's already served three of them. So I think he'll be back in round 22 or probably actually round 23 he'll be back. Uh, there's a couple of questions on him as well um, in today's episode, but plenty to dive into. Uh, but straight away, we've got the things that we learned from the week gone by. And I haven't done a sound test, but I just want to uh, put this out in the open. So to Scott Drinkwater... And to all Scott Drinkwater owners, um, I just want to come on here and apologize. Uh, I want to apologize for the the bad, bad things I said about him and, and all of you owners out there. Uh, I was very much on cloud nine after the first 10 rounds when he averaged a measly 52 points, uh, which included a two-try performance against the Raiders for under 60 points, uh, which also included a 70-minute performance for three points in uh, round two. But... It's, uh, yeah, it all went downhill. Um, so I am here to to take my licks, to take my lashes. Scott Drinkwater uh, is, in fact, not a trap. Um, and I just want to put that on the record that I am very sorry to him and all owners for these very harsh comments that I made uh, early in February. I was very, uh, very misguided. Very a different man. Very, I'm, I'm a changed man. 
Um, I, I am um, not a Scott Drinkwater owner. I will refuse to pay 950k for a bloke that I lambasted. Um, yeah, but just on principle. But I anyway. mean, he's actually done. Um, the questions that we did have on him, and we were even there sort of for half of the year, but I think it coincides with the Cowboys hitting their gears um, this year as a premiership contender is they've given him a license. They've said it's going to come off you, bloke. And um, it's the, it's Drinkwater had all that talent in the world, but he was just in and out of games, yeah. wasn't he? And if um, But now he's just the guy with his hands on the um, ball. And actually, I, was, I didn't poo-poo him nearly as much as you. I was <laughs> saying um, he's definitely um, got the super coach friendly game in him. He just has these low ones as well. I love the high ones. I'd love to see some big daddy high ones. And now he's doing it. Um, yeah, he's just one of those ones that he he always has appeal. He definitely has always got appeal. Um, that, you know, th- he's had his knockers. And I think that what we were knocking for seems to have gone. Yeah, I yeah. mean, my obviously taking taking the piss aside, my biggest worries with him were that floor. And it was the reason why I guess I never jumped on Reese Walsh as well. Like, similar play. Actually, probably very similar in Supercoach. I mean, um with, without as dominant as halves as the Cowboys, so obviously the Broncos have Ezra Mam and, and Adam Reynolds, the Cowboys don't have as dominant halves in Dearden and, and Townsend. So Drinky's probably not going to... Ha- he's probably going to have a bigger stealing. We saw that on the weekend. I mean, he had five try assists. Um, he's running games electric. I mean, he's been rewarded with origin and, and fair play to him. But we often forget that he was the heir to the throne after Billy, Billy Slater. But it was mm. the injuries. It was the off-field behavior that sort of, you know, made him... Uh, surplus to requirement and yeah so it just shows you when you're beating out guys um like pappenhausen for for the jersey it shows you just we've how seen much it. Oh, and, and jerome sublime, hughes at the time as well we, hughes. we've seen him over the years glimpses of it and you just because even when you're not a fan and you're like you know you, you, even you and i were like oh don't buy uh you know don't buy drink what are you hoping that he's going to have mild games so that proves you're right but what some watching him do some things on the field you're just like wow that's some rugby league i love to see so yeah. Um, he's a special talent. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what was, what's, what's the difference about David Fafita this year? He's motivated. He's got a good half giving him the ball. We always said he should get, um, there's a light switch that's gone off there for drink water. And he's always had this, I reckon there. Um, and hopefully he just keeps doing it in his career. Cause he could be, um, one hell of a player if he's not already. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you have to separate Supercoach from NRL sometimes. And I, I love watching the bloke play. He's, he's absolutely electric. Um, he's definitely making me eat my words. Like I said, it's very interesting. It's a tale of two halves for him because we all bought Cowboys assets. We bought Drinkwater. We bought um, Nanai. We bought um, Valentine Holmes. For the first 10 rounds, because their draw was golden and, and Drinkwater only averaged 52 points across the first 10 rounds when, we, when they had this golden stretch and everyone was looking to sell Cowboys assets because of their run from sort of rounds 11 to 20. Uh, mm. But Drinkwater, yeah, he's defied the odds. He's done it against bad teams. He's done it against good teams. Uh, well done to everyone that got on. And yep. for everyone that doesn't own, uh, that is throwing sticks, uh, yeah, maybe ch- maybe check yourself. Uh, it's, uh, it I mean, is. Look, it's just like Talakai last year. There's a lot of people who it was such an awful experience owning Talakai last year, buying him high, getting those scores, not being able to move him on. But the people who got him cheap, made all the money, sold him yeah. high, missed all the end That's bits. the funny Those thing. Like, I, love, thing. I love reading. So like on, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, you look at all the forums. I love reading Talakai. Because I'm in the opposite camp. I bought the week before Morgan Harper. I sold before he went down. So I've got yeah. only good memories of, of Talakai. That may right, be... So if you'd, if you'd owned um, Scott Drinkwater all year, the, it is a story of... Yeah, you're like, 100%. Well, about 100%. bloody time now. I'm loving it, but I wasn't at the start of the year. And that's why I'm in 12,000th or whatever. Um, but if you got him after the Cowboys started to warm up and he started doing all of this stuff, you got him on the right... Um, 
trajectory and now he's too expensive. And that's a really great piece to have in Supercoach is now he's been going so great that he's a great commodity to have that other people can't get. Yeah, you know, 100%. Just- and and as we said last week, I mean, I'm all for people like Drinkwater, um, like Ponga that are, that are exploding because it makes the most boring, bo- sorry, halfback's most boring position. It makes the second most boring position in Supercoach actually fun because when we get to February next year, we're going to be talking about, you know, eight or nine different options rather than just the traditional three. Um, so, de- so definitely, you know, plenty to talk about. But let's move from one origin hopeful to someone that's ruled themselves out, both fullbacks on different sides of the border. Uh, the other one is Kalen Ponga. Man, talk about tale of two seasons. They talk about tale of two halves. For KP, he's been sensational as well. I mean, ever since moving back to, to fullback, Mm. Look, in hindsight, it's the obvious move, but him at fullback is just so unreal. He's great. He's goal-kicking again. The Knights look good, and it's all thanks to KP. I think Jackson Hastings has been a really, really big addition. I think he's giving them really good ball. Um, it's helped the likes of Bradman Best. Dane Gagai has played some really good club footy as well. Uh, but Ponga is the man that is, you know, really reaping the rewards. And, and to see him... Yeah, I think all those years ago when Ponga was in fullback and they started saying, well, we need him more, you, you know, we've got to get him up there with his hands on the ball more. I think we're the two halves that they got Hastings and um who's the annoying one um you know they got those two guys in there which you know that allows Ponga to play Ponga at his best you never had that he's got these two they're not shrinking violets they're happy to organize things he doesn't have to put too much on his shoulders and just come in and be sublime and he does that better than most in the league so I'm really happy to see him uh, going well um I would have taken myself out of retirement and just go on and grab that origin jersey if I were him but uh, at least he stuck to his guns, and then yeah, like you said, the Knights are on the improve. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, yeah. Next point is just Freddie hates to be coached. We already touched on this, but yeah, it shows you that, mate. I sat here. I sat back in round twelve. I had a day off work. Day. I sat there for about six hours and did a full spreadsheet um, about planning for this buy period. But yeah, you can't, um, you can't plan for weird coaching decisions. So Freddie hating to be coached has really stuffed a lot of people up. Uh, I feel like if you've got 13 players this week, then fuck, you're on a you're on a winner. Um, because before trades, I've got eight or nine. I'm I'm up shit creek. Yeah, um, I mean, look, that bench for the New South Wales. I mean, wait, I, so I, you've I got you've got a backup hooker be... and a fucking fullback. Like you've got two utilities, man. One's, well, I reckon um, it, that bench looks better if you bring Lee New up for mine. And um, I don't know if they're going to punt the two hooker because both they're both 80 minute hookers. So I just don't know if you're going to be radical, just realize that you're not Queensland and you don't need the, the two hookers. We're not um, when you had uh, happy, I thought you did, but when you've got these two 80 minute hookers, you don't need both of them. So um, I don't know. Could, is there a world where Gutho could drop out and they bring lean you in, you know, and, and just go with Robson as their sort of utility. Yeah, it could, definitely could be. I think Lenu does offer something in origin that New South Wales um, do lack, and I think his time will come, uh, whether it be in a Panthers jersey or a Roosters I jersey. I want Gutho actually. back. I, I don't. I, I'm not happy about that. I understand. Like, I know Gutho didn't play great in the in the time that he was given, but he was also played it at centre. I think Gutho is like the epitome. I think every team in the NRL would want Gutho in their side because he's a bloke that you would hate to play against but love to play for. And I think he actually is like, as a Queenslander, I don't care. The series is wrapped up. But I think Gutho actually like represents represents a lot about like the origin spirit, uh, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah he's I a trier. And the yeah. other thing too is he actually has probably more utility value um, than Nico. I think he plays like wing and center better than what Nico could do. Yeah, he, could, he could do Nico a job at six if you need him to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can even at a stretch get Gutho to go in and you know dart from dummy half and stuff. Yeah, I just he think he, a bit. he is a good utility. I think for Origin, anywhere one to seven, and even at a stretch, chuck him in the nine. Which then makes like me said. question the Robson selection. I know people might laugh at me, but like, fuck, Cam McInnes is just like made for Origin, isn't he? 
Yeah, I kind of feel like we're, you know, now, like in, everyone poo-poo's Talakai, but if you've got somebody who can play anywhere in the back row, you can even put him in the front row or you can put him in the center. Talakai could be a good utility. If you, yeah, if you've got a guy, and that's why Capewell always worked in, back in the day, you know, for uh, Queensland. I just reckon these, yeah, you've got uh, a reserve nine there and they're saying, oh, you can play him in the middle as a running. Well, don't do that. Pick someone in there who, if you get an injury in your back line, you can put him in there. Um, or you, you you can put them in the you know in the forward pack if you need to. I just think that's the style that you've got to have now for New South Wales. Anyway, I just think it's a waste having the two hook two eighty minute hookers on there. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I think like Ben Hunts for Queensland can cover thirteen. He can cover. I mean, fuck, we saw him play at centre for a good ten minutes. Didn't he? he was he was okay there. He could play seven. He could play nine. He could play a bit of thirteen. Uh, but off the Origin chat, the series is wrapped up. We saw some absolute stinking performances from three teams um, You know, in general. We saw the Dragons give up 52. We saw the Tigers give up 74. And then we saw the, the, the Bulldogs give up a 66. And, and no disrespect to the Knights, but the Knights are no powerhouse. So to give, for them to give up 66 is, is a worry. Uh, but for super coaches, it's only good and positive things. Uh, you've got to load up on anyone playing, playing these three teams, surely. Yeah, well, that's right. The Sioni Katoa might not have worked oh, for you. Mate. But even though there was I so hung my hat on that Where's so much. I was so confident on Sioni Katoa. Going to turn the corner. And, but they scored enough points that you could... I mean, how the hell does this bloke not go over for a try or two? I actually won like yeah, 5K last week. I saw. Week. You had a good, good weekend. And, the yeah, point. I was just putting up the winning bets left, right and centre because there were just so many points. But I had Sioni Katoa at a couple. I was like, he was the only bloke on there that didn't score one, did he? Um, yeah, so... Uh, maybe this week because double down, just keep doubling down. Up. Double down. <laughs> I yeah. made a, um, if you're if you're getting rid of a Billy Smith and you got that kind of money, have a have a flutter. I made a I made a, I made a, a post on um, on fr- like uh, on Twitter like I made a tweet on, uh, last Friday. The Sharks' right edge and winger were going up against the worst left side defense in the NRL. They played for a team that scored fifty two points, and yet Ramian and Katoa both went at a combined point four ppm. In a team that scored 52 points. Absolutely ridiculous. Nicola got 100. Talakai and, and Ronaldo both killed it. It just felt like Kennedy just did not want the ball to go out to the left-hand side, uh, to the right-hand side, sorry, at all. No, and that's the thing too. It's, it, sometimes it is a lottery. I mean, you, you feel pretty confident, you know, South, even not so much this year, but, you know, on the left, of it's a fruitful, you know, endeavor out there. Or if you're like a winger that's getting those passes from, you know, Turbo or Ponga. But, um, yeah, they're not getting back over to there. And, and he's having a real dusty old season. He's way behind on the try scoring as well. So, um, well, you know, that's it. It could just be one of those things you do and you're like, oh, oh that was definitely a wasted trade. Maybe you don't do Billy Smith to him because it could just be a, a real big waste of a trade if it didn't work out. How much did that round 14 performance by David Fafita really throw a lot of super coaches in the mud? Um, we saw him back up from origin and, and get sub-20 and everyone, a lot of people sold, including myself, but then to watch him just kill it again, 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 backing up or not backing up, he has been unreal all year. That's the only blip on his resume. Um, origin backing up hasn't affected him whatsoever. This whole Justin Holbrook stuff hasn't affected him whatsoever. Uh, he's a guy that you need for the run home. Um, I know a lot of teams are close to being set, but if you don't have Fafita, you probably need to move heaven and earth to get to him. Uh, last week was a perfect time for him to have a poor game because he had a 160 break even, but he still scored 100 plus. Uh, only lost mm. minimal cash, and he'll come into round 20 with a 42 break even. Yeah, I think it's going to be th- a bit of an uncomfortable one, you know, because a lot of us have enough money to do these 600s or mid 600s. Yeah, he's eight. You've got to find some for a 900. 
um, you know, you you're um, you know, it's hard. It's yeah. harder. So, but you do want him. You got to have him. But it does make it easier, Ado, because I do believe at this point of the year, this is a time for cash cows. Um, I know some people are looking at Munro from from the the Rabbitohs. I would like Munro if he was out of the team next week. I'd like picking him up this week if, he, if we knew he wasn't going to get back in. Uh, but he played good. I'm not too sure if he will lose his spot. Um, I think now's the time for nuffs, not cash cows. You want to be... So, for example, with my team, uh, I'm going to have 21 really good playable options. That means I'm going to be able to bench uh, three good guys every week. And I think that's what you want to be able to nuff out people because you want you don't want to have these AE nightmares as, as the season progresses. And remember that next week is the last week of the sort of weird buy coverage where after round 21 so from 21 onwards we're only going to have one team on the buy each week so i think now is the time for nuffs not for cash cows yeah i'm not making money now it's all just points for me and so um you know uh yeah look when it comes to nuffs it's particularly like these rounds it throws a spanner you can't go crazy crazy on them but right now like if if that's a chance this week or an Izaka or one of the people that could score well in this round and you need to find that extra couple hundred K don't grab yourself a plotter um, try to see if you get a you know get him up to a you know a premium price go a yeah go enough or two now and get those big pieces the premium or, pieces. or just or just build a war chest now like have three four hundred K in the bank so for when Fafita comes back next week you can move uh, a mid-range guy onto Fafita uh, and the last point controversially Souths only play 66% of the remaining games this year, Ado. They're going to have a buy in 19. Or sorry, not a buy. But when I say Souths, I mean like the, the good assets, Cody Walker, Kyle Matungi, Latrell Mitchell, etc. They're not going to play this week. They're not going to play in round 20. And they're not going to play in round 26, which is your head-to-head grand finals. Is now the time to cut ties with Cody, with AJ, with uh, not obviously Latrell, but Keon Kyle Matungi or, or even a Campbell Graham? Yeah, I think you've got to probably get to start looking at getting your pieces away. You know, like I was like, this week I wasn't wasn't planning on moving Cody really terribly fast um, until he got picked until in Brad Orange. Now I'm us. like, okay, I was planning on moving him because I didn't want him for the, a big piece of, of his money value um, for head-to-head finals. And uh, now you've got two rounds and head-to-head finals. You could move him on. And uh, Campbell Graham's got like injury concerns. Maybe you could hold a Kaloa Matangi if you've got good depth in your second row. But yeah, in the 5-8 position for what Cody's worth, um, I could see other picks that you pick now outscoring him now to the end when you look at total games they're going to play heading into buy hold and sell it's getting tougher and tougher to do these uh, i generally write the notes at work when it's quiet uh, but buy hold and sells yep. the last couple of weeks have been rough um i don't really have anyone stand out by i mean you probably want to be looking at your squad overall and working out who you're missing so I mean, the, the ones that really stand out this week are probably probably a Sharks outside back, whether it do be Ronaldo or Talakai or Ramian, um, because their run home is really good, as is Asaka. If you, I think. Did, if you don't own a Nick Aura, yeah, you, yeah, you know, definitely. it could be one that you like to carry all the way to the end. Definitely. Um, but Asako probably is the main standout. If you haven't jumped on him all year, like myself, I think now is the perfect time to grab him. Probably one of the only genuine guns that does play this week that isn't named Nico Hines or Joe Tarpany. Um so I think Asako is a guy to buy if you don't have Joe Tarpany. I think he's a guy that you need to get in as well. But sort of any Sharks outside backs, um, they're, yeah, well, the, they're the ones. Well, here's a question for you. Um, Chance, because I was probably off Chance because I heard rumours that Sean Johns, he's probably still in doubt as well, yeah. I guess. But 
Um, if Sean Johnson plays, do you reckon um, if you didn't own a chance, you'd grab him or do you think you'd grab an Isarco? Yeah, so I'm in this dilemma where I'm sort of looking at Cody Nicarima, which is 611k, and I was looking at him on the basis that JMK was out for close to the season. Now I'm a little bit unsure. Um, I do have the flexibility to move Manu back up and potentially pick Chance up. I don't know how much he is. I would have to look at it. But yeah, I mean, I think if SJ plays, Chance is definitely a guy to look at. Um, but SJ, for anyone that's not in the loop, um, his missus is very close to giving birth and, and apparently SJ won't travel with the team. So he is very much in doubt. So definitely play that one by ear. Um, in terms of holds, I mean, n- now everyone's teams are so different. Holds are, I guess, you buy your, your origin players that you're planning on keeping moving forward. Um, yeah, but- well, that's what I'm on the Gutho. Um, he, like I said, there wasn't a lot of options you can go in there, but we've got some versatile players like your Garricks and stuff. You can move down there. You reckon you sell Gutho now? I think the only way... The he only, was doing... He, this week would have been the week where he... And he, he did his most valuable thing, being here for your set. 100%. You know, I, think, I think the thing with... Guys for the free free buys. I think the thing with Gutho is I don't expect many people to have trades come around 27. So Parramatta have the buy in around 27. So if you can sell some Parramatta assets now while you still have trades, that could be handy. That's why I'm not keen on buying a Dylan Brown or a Will Penasini or a Sean Lane who's back into the squad this week because I just worry that come round 25, 26, I'm going to have no trades, which is fine. I've planned for having no trades, but then I'm going to be forced to be playing 15 good players and two shit ones in round 27 when the coaches rest half their stars. So that's something I'm trying to keep in the back of my mind with Gutho as well and, and picking up any further Parramatta assets. Um, but some guys I've got to sell. I mean, Jareen Buller, I was very big on selling him a couple of weeks ago and, and his performances have sort of warranted that. He's still 650K. There is still time to move off from him before you lose everything. His break-even is monster this week. I understand he's a number in a limited buy round. But do you want to be keeping him for the season? Or do you want to be selling him now for six fifty and not next week when he's say yeah, five sixty? Right. Points this week that you're going to get through might feel like that's your most pressing need, but because he's a piece you don't want to hold all year long, um, you got to think about how much will he lose money wise. But um, people have probably seen what he can do, and it probably will rule in the favour of well, I'll take a little bit of a financial hit um, because I, I think he could be a good scorer in this round, which you know. Potentially, it could be. It's a, it's a, it's a sliding doors moment. I'd sell him. Uh, William Warbrick, another guy who I sold about ten weeks ago, but fuck, he's come on leaps and bounds in the last six weeks, and he's made owners. You heard, of, that, you heard, heard that you sold him. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Becoming a, an absolute weapon. He's made a fair bit of cash. I think now is the time to sell high on him. Perfect time. Storm don't have the Storm don't play this week, and he's also you know nearly six hundred k, so he's a great sell. Um, as is Billy Smith. Now I'm not ever getting sucked into the Billy Smith trap again. I've done it three fucking times now. He's a certified bust in Supercoach. Um, Roosters suck. Don't no ball. He's still very error prone. Great talented footy player. Roosters have high ups for him, but I'm not getting sucked into the Billy Smith trap again. Um, Ryan Hall. If you remember Ryan Hall from the Roosters, uh, right winger from a couple of years ago, he burnt me, and now Billy Smith has burnt me. Um, I am gonna happily move him on. I haven't. We, yeah, we made a little bit of money, but nothing major. Um, he's just sort of annoying now. Yeah, there's some of these super coach ones where you just kind of you like you owned them before, and you just kind of they hurt you so much that you were like, I can't put myself through it again. And and uh, he's got me a couple of times, I must admit. Yeah. Uh, man, captain choices this week are f- <laughs> they're grim. Um, Nico Hines is the world's easiest VC. We're not going to dispute that. Um, he is getting the orange armband in most people's size. And I think if he scores anything north of 75, most people are going to be taking that. Um, mm. 
But that's sort of kind of it. I mean, the only other ones are Hopgood for a captaincy, Tarpany, Adam Fanil Blake, and then maybe Chance if SJ plays. Um, but apart from yeah, that, I man, don't, I don't like, hate. Um, I don't hate a an Azako or a Cody. You know, like that. I think in that matchup there with uh, Fafida and you know Tino out, Dolphins are pretty much full strength, aren't they? Yeah, apart from, oh, I mean, if JMK plays, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts? Obviously, as a Raiders man, you 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 got a you got a hard on a couple of months ago for David Fafita and uh, was quickly put out. But now the now the news is that Tito and Fafita are both free agents with the clause if Holbrook was sacked, they'd become free agents. And and Ricky's gone big. I've never seen Ricky Stewart come out this much and 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 just openly admit that he wants yeah. a player. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So what do you, what do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts on, yeah, on FIFA? Loves him. He loves him. Yeah, look, I mean, I think for the Raiders, we need something. You know, Johnny Bateman was perfect for us because we had this X-Factor person. Ricky loves his second rowers that sort of change the game type ones. The other thing is, as a million a season, um, look, that's pretty much what Jack was on. And I don't know if we're going to find anyone good to replace him in the halves. He's going to just put Sebastian Chris there, I bet you. You know, but um, look, I, I'm I, anyone. I'll take David Fafita. I just would love to have him there in, in the lime green, running out and running over the top of blokes. And I reckon our halves will be like, just give it to Dave. I, you know, I so. assume that he'll be on the right because you're not probably moving Hudson from the left, which then poses the question: if it does happen, uh, are his stocks back low? Because we saw how sort of low his stocks were on the right hand side at the end of last year. I think I think Hudson can play either. He'll yeah. play either. It's something that I think we'd have to, we would definitely have to wait for some news in the preseason. I don't think he's going to go. I think he's going to stay. You reckon? I hope not. I hope not. I hope, uh, I don't know. I'd love to have him. (laughs) It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, But yeah, in terms of captaincy, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. Nico VC, uh, anything over 75, I'm going to be looping. Um, but yeah, Hopgood, Tarpany, AFB, Asako, they're probably all the, you know, the other captaincy choices. Uh, let's move into our recap from the week gone by. As I said earlier in the show, I scored 1375 and you scored 1384. Um, on standalone, like those numbers are good, but man, I got a top 18% score. I would imagine yours wouldn't be overly much more, maybe top 17, but I lost rank. I'm, I'm down to 944 and you're down to 7884. So yeah. we both sort of lost ground in a week where I was winning seven out of 10, like into that last game, you know, and uh, I just saw myself just get run down by these other people who got, you know, a big monster. One that just that one extra monster. Mazu, KP. Yeah. If you had the Mazu yeah. KP combo or you had, yeah. you know, the, the, the drink water, even a Val, like these guys, like these combos obviously shot you through the roof. Yeah, well, that's right. So some people, you know, I was on for a good round and then other people sort of struck it rich with some of their other players getting a big daddy hundred. And yeah, it was annoying because I I got a good good couple of rank jumps last week. But look, um, I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to be a top 1,000 for me. I'm just going to have some strong weeks where I win a couple of hundred po- points ahead, you know, of, of the of the norm. Yeah. Um. So just, just looking at trades this week, 
I can't bring in Charles because he's nearly 800k, which is absurd. So mm. I'm, I'm very much hedging my bets on Cody Nikorima, and I don't know if I love that. So, I mean, my ideal, I'm ideally looking at trading at Cody Walker, Clint Gutherson, mm. and Billy Smith in favor of Cody Nikorima, Jermaine Asako, and Sifatalakai. Now, mm. I'm pretty set on the, the, the Asako and, and, and move. I just, Cody Nikorima was really appealing if he was going to play hooker. But obviously with, with Hammer there, I mean, I'm not really sure what's, what's going to happen with Cody. I'm trying to get some intel. But like this AC, like AC joints are weird because they're not a performance thing. It's a pain tolerance thing. And, and Wayne Bennett yeah. coming out and playing the sob story last week that JMK could be done for the season may have got me a little bit too hot and heavy. But there's... It's a bit risky for me just because with the Dolphins and how their form sort of has been. Um, and I thought it was a strange move. Hammer has been like if you talk about the dolphins and what's been their thing this year, it's been the form of hammer. And as much as the other things that they've done, you're like, that team's got this electric player that the whole league wants to watch, you know? So let's, and he is competent in center, but um, I don't reckon that was the way, the answer that you needed to find. Sorry, Wayne, I know better than you, don't I? But um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Cody Nicarima. I don't know if, if I had more trades, I'd probably take the punt, punt. but Mm. like with, if I make, if I make five trades with five trades, if I make three trades this week, I've only got five left for the season, and I'm like, "Fuck! Do I want to spend five? Uh, do I want to spend two grab trades? Yourself, grab yourself chans. Grab, grab I a don't chance, have the money for chance. Grab an Azako, so and instead of Talakai, get Sione Katara. Or do you already have him? No, I don't have him. But like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that Sharks edge is so elite. And when I was doing my planning back in round twelve, like Talakai was a guy I always wanted for the Sharks run home. And mm, I've been able to look at his numbers, and his base is really good. Like, why we liked owning Talakai, yeah. you know. Uh, and I reckon the Sharks are starting to warm up, um, get closer to being a premiership sort of contender this year. I don't know if they're going to beat some of these teams above them, but they're looking pretty bloody good. They're one of those teams that in attack, they look so slick and fast, faster than other teams. You look at the Raiders, it looks like they've not trained in attack at all, all year. They're just slow. It's all slow and um, muddled. But yeah, they look slick when they're on the, the Sharks. Um, yeah. So I think the end of the year is going to be good for Talakai. And he's already solid enough that he's not going to get, you're not going to have a game from where you're like, you piece of shit, you fuck me. Um, so, yeah, I like him as a pick. Uh, and I, I've been looking at him as well because I was like, well, if Sean Johnson doesn't play, I don't want um, Chance. Maybe I, I grab myself on a Zarko and a Talakai. So, I, could go, um, I could go a Wilton. Like, instead of trading out Billy Smith, I could trade at Granville and go a Wilton. But then that means I would be having... Wilton, Talakai, and Ronaldo. So I'm yeah, having that entire left edge. Have to be up, up, Cronulla. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cody Nicarima, something that really excites me. If I know, if I know what his situation is going to be like, I'm going to message a few. He's like, he's like Billy Smith, mate. People have owned Cody Nicarima, and he has gone and resold them hard. He's six hundred. Yeah, I think he's resold me once or twice. He's six hundred k, which is mental. But like, it's it sounds funny. Like if I if we said on this podcast eight weeks ago, oh, I've got six hundred k to spend. Fuck, the world's your oyster. But now it's like the good guy's like 800 and there's sort of just shit underneath. Well, um, grab Moylan. Grab Moylan. Matt Moylan. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Moylan, uh, Talakai and Wilton and I'll just have the entire Sharks left hand side. The entire Sharks team. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely yeah. I'm going to be waiting. I'll, I'll, um, I'll play around with my app uh, maybe tomorrow or Thursday because I really do want a Sarko. I really do want Talakai, but I can't do it without selling. I think I've got to sell Gutho to do it. Yeah, I'm probably going to look at... If I could have done it in a trade where I held... Gutho, you know, for instance, and I sell Cody and Billy Smith with my little bit of extra cash to two good players that I can add in for the round. Azako was the one I wanted, but I was willing to go with Sione Katoa. You know, I was looking at Chance if I do sell Cody and Gutho. 
but I would have sold less, you know, selling a, a piece and a half in a, you know, a Cody and a, and a um, Billy Smith was more preferable to me, but um, yeah, I, I might have to sell both of those guys if I want to get a chance and a, and a Cody for so, this week. I don't know sorry. if I'll make a third trade, but if I do, um, I'd have a, I'd have a little flutter on Sione Katoa because I do like the Sharks and I, I would probably be getting a chance and an Izako and treat myself to some Sharks commodity. Sorry to cut you off. Tom Travojevic has to be the most unluckiest football player in the world. NRL Physios just tweeted, Tom Travojevic is back in hospital after developing post-operative infection in his pec repair. Apparently this is 1% to 2% likely of happening. Tom Travojevic has to be the most unluckiest bloke to ever put a pair of footy boots on in his life. Yeah, well, that's it. Somebody has got some voodoo out on Tom <laughs> Travojevic. Someone hates him. Like, you know, Tom Travojevic must have, like, been walking past and these girlfriends, like, gone gaga over he's him walked under. He's walked under a ladder. He's killed a black cat. I don't know what he's done. Um, yeah. But what are you doing for trades this week, my friend? Yeah, look, I'm going to probably sell Cody now with um, losing those next two games. And, and South commodities um, do have to be offloaded if you want to win your head-to-head cashies and stuff. So I'm just going to move him now. I would have held him for a little bit longer, um, but he's going to go. Um, whether I bring Manu up and I grab two centers um, is is debatable. I don't think I'd go a Cody Nicarima, so I probably will bring Manu uh, up to the 5'8", and I'll definitely grab Izarko. Um, if I sell Gutho, um, it could be a Chance or it could be a Talakai for me. Uh, I like the both of them, um, and it all hinges on SJ, doesn't it? Because I don't want anything really of the Warriors um, if, if Sean Johnson's not there. He's, he's, he's the reason they're where they are, in my opinion. I mean, and along with helpers like Chance, but um, they definitely need SJ. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's very tough. Even even a pod player like Will Kennedy, he's, he's exorbitantly expensive as well. So it just shows you these guys, when they go on runs, they'll make very quick cash. So you've got you to time it. A um, couple of podcast questions to finish up. Wrong soundbite. Uh, first one comes from Gaffbuzz. He asks, is Horsburgh a sell if you have less than 10 trades? And I think Corey Horsburgh is in keeper status. I mean, he's putting up 70 points for fun. He's got two RF front row forward duel. Yeah, he'll he'll miss this week. Uh, he'll probably back up next week with limited minutes. But uh, I think you probably have the depth at this, at this point of the season to cover for some backing ups next week. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm selling a Gutho because he can go hundreds, and I'm selling a Cody because he's in a position where there's only two players to choose from, you know, and he's a he's a big piece. He's worth good value, and he's in a position where players can score high. So um, I don't know if I'd sort of be getting rid of a middle plotter like a ta- you know oh, get rid of you know your your plotters. You want if yeah. you've got your premium like you know um uh, you know. Tino or something, you know, hold them, of course, because you don't want to lose them. Uh, I reckon in your seconds and your third on your bench, you, if they're just 50 to 60 plotters like Horsburgh, who's got a big, you know, 75 or whatever in him, hold them. Because who are you going to replace him with? Yeah, you exactly. That's, and that's the, the dilemma, in this that, round, the anyway. dilemma that you face. Um, interesting on Cody Walker as well, something I forgot to mention that Latrell Mitchell is going to be back anytime soon. Um, and unfortunately in Supercoach, you don't get two, two try assists for a play. I think Latrell's going to take a fair bit of attacking stats out of Cody as well. So uh, definitely one to, to monitor well, there. He's had a good year all year. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he's going to have the heights of, of what he had and if you can maximize it on someone. Um, but this sort of leads into the next question that Zigdog asks. Who are the best 5'8s for the run home? Is Dylan Brown back on the cards? Now, 5'8's pretty dead unless your name's Cameron Munster. Cody Walker obviously is there, but you're going to have him miss three of the next nine games. Uh, Joey Manu, yeah, you can plug a hole at your 5'8s. I mean, Tom Dearden... Seems like a lot of money for a I'm guy with not a much. Five eight fullback. 
Yeah, Ponga, Ponga 5'8 fullback. Um, Dearden seems like a guy that's quite expensive for a guy with not a lot of super coach pedigree. Um, so, yeah, 5'8's weird. I mean, I think Cam Munster is a guy you're going to need for the run home. And then it comes down to do you get Manu? Like, do you, do you just have Manu there? Like, for example, me, if I sell Gutho this week, I've actually got no genuine fullbacks. It's just going to be Garrick and Meany that I'm going to rotate through there um, and the Sarko. So, yeah, I mean, 5 eighths. I'm not really too sure where I want to lie. I mean, apart I mean, from with Manu, like, you know, if I had Manu as, you know, just say you're doing a Garrick and you've got, like, not really a pure fullback, um, you know, you could get drink water. You know, you sell your 5 eight and then grab, you know, via Manu a drink water. And that's the thing. You can... Bring in these amazing, oh, so many good jewels. Bring in a great fullback, yeah. So you can get a Ponga you, you, if you could because of Manu and his interesting sort of jewel. You can bring someone down in your, you know, your centers or your fullback if you've got others that you can move. So, um, yeah, I, I think you can, and and you can go these combos where it could be Manu in your six, or you could use him as a piece to bring in a gun fullback. Which I think now with the emergence of like um, drink water and with Latrell coming back, there's a few options you can go. So, um, yeah, do it. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, I do like that at all. Yeah, so I think I think it's a case of probably, same as fullback this year, I, I think it's a case of not having genuine 5 eighths, but more having the jewels that you can move around and swap in and out yeah. based off matchups. Uh, but yeah, let's move I've got Munster as well. I brought him in for his 30s. Same, yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, let's move into our tips where Ado has gone nine points clear. I think the title for the tipping comp is wrapped up this year, but I'm still going to be fighting on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fighting on with the Tigers, though, uh, as they take on the Sharks. I'm going to take the Sharks, and I'm going to take them by a lot. Yeah, me too. Lock it in. Uh, the milk up against the dragons are in, who are in absolute turmoil. Mm, I think the Raiders are on a bit of a, you know, winning. On a surge. Yep, winning way. Uh, Parramatta up against the Warriors. Now, obviously, if SJ plays, I'm going to be taking the Warriors here. But it's uh, on, on, on game day. Dijon Arcee, uh and I think, I, Sean, I think Sean Russell's playing fullback. Mm. So you got, you got, a, you got a spine of Sean Russell. Uh, Ryan Madison, Dejan Arcee, and Brendan Hands. Uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the thing. I would I'll be probably tipping you know the Eels. I think Paulo's a big in, but they've lost to RCG. Um, I, I reckon the guys will you know they'll go all right at Combank, I'd say. But yeah, if if SJ's in, I'd probably lean towards the Wars. Um, can we just say that? Can we just say my tip if SJ plays is is the Warriors? <laughs> sure. Um, the Bunnies, their reserve grade side up against the Bulldogs, who just got absolutely dismantled. I'm actually finding this one really hard to tip. The dogs was are so they bad. were, but the, have you seen the have you seen the Rabbitohs team? Uh yeah, and they've gone Avarillo at fullback, and I don't mind him in the yeah. Fullback. I think Param, I think this Param experiment's done. Yep. Um, look, I don't know. Uh, I took the, I took the dogs last week. I'm going to take them again this week. I don't know if I can do it. Who is South? Who are they going to have? Um, they gonna so they're fullback. I think obviously I'll, I'll plot the team list as we're chatting. Um, but Blake Taff will be at fullback. I think Drew Hawkins is at six. Ilias at seven. Uh, and at nine, is it Pete Mamazulius? Let me have a look. I want to say the dogs. Because if you're going out as a dogs player, it's a bit like Christian Welsh. The how the hell did the Knights not win today? Um, You've got to be able to beat South when they've taken basically what every a fourth, player. What a, fourth and Grace, what a fourth and Grace Penn guys had. He played Origin for game one. Now he's on the bench for the Bulldogs by game three. Um, hey, that's, it's like, that's so TPJ. That feels very TPJ. Yeah, uh, Blake Wilson's name for the for the Bronco for the Bulldogs, so he's a you know really exciting prospect. Um, but Toby Sexton's also been thrust straight into the, yeah. the Bulldogs team, which is you know huge. I'm going to take the Dogs uh, in an upset, and the Titans up against the Finns. 
I'm just at the fins. Fins up, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go to the fins. All right, well, I'll go south then. So we've got one we different. we one different. Got a bit of catch up. We'll get, let you catch up, you know, and if you get a perfect week as well, maybe. We'll get two. Be- so I'll go three on you if I get a perfect yeah. week. Big if. Uh, but that has been the Dual Position Podcast. Not live this week, but I will, um, I'll try and upload this one as a, like a preview so you guys can still chat with each other in the live chat. Um, and I'll be in there for the first little bit. Audio listeners, thank you for keeping on. Um, but yeah, or keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see you. How in... many numbers are you going to have for this week? Uh, if I if I make three trades, if I make have, if I make three, you're going to run out of trades. I'll have three rounds. I'll me. have um, I'll have twelve players this week if I make three, but that twelve includes uh, AJ with no Cody or Latrell, and it also includes Ben Murdoch Masilla, which is. <laughs> Yeah, I've got Ben Murray. And Mawali, is he in there on the bench? Uh, probably somewhere. Yeah, somewhere those there. aren't three pieces. That's like, That's like one piece between <laughs> one. all of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, isn't that such a sad thing, holding AJ? Let's just have our fingers crossed, you know, that something happens. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. what I think I might have, um, with my two trades, I'll probably have 13 active. Handy. Well, handy, handy, handy. Uh, yeah. My goal right now is just to, just to solidify my spot in Supercoach and Fantasy, I think. Fantasy, we're still top five hundred, and Supercoach, we're top a thousand. I don't even so. do it. I, mean, I know you gave up. You gave up. Was I a up. <laughs> yeah. I was in. I because I, I kept forgetting it, and I'd have all these locked. You can't change your captain. No, it's it's much harder. It's much harder. Yeah, I never. I've never been. A, I played it every year, pretty much, but I've. I don't think I've ever completed a year in it. I just don't like it as much as Supercoach. But maybe next year I'll make a big effort to do it. Yeah, well, last year... It has a different feel to it. Last year was my first year of playing and somehow managed to fluke a 200th. Uh, And this year we're, yeah, top 500. So maybe I'll just give up. I mean, I'm probably going to take a... I'm taking a step back from Supercoach content next year, as people know. Maybe I'll just uh, take up Fantasy full-time. Yeah, do a the fantasy. The, well, the, someone else is I know, on someone's there. taking the fantasy whisperer on Twitter, so good on them. Someone's the fantasy whisperer. Absolutely. Um, but thanks so much um, for listening, and we will see you on the other side next week. Goodbye. All done, my friend. Thank you very much. Cheers, I buddy. Have a good buy around. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.